This is Moonshine and Scoreboards with Kevin, Landon, and Justin. Hello and welcome to Moonshine and Scoreboards, episode 23. I'm your host, Kevin, and this week I'm joined by my co-host, Justin. Justin, how are we doing this evening? Doing good, Kevin. It's uh, good to be here. Um, you know, it's going to be a little odd uh, having a little more elbow room without landing with us, but I'll try to uh, drink these beers really fast and get drunk and I'll fill his, I'll fill his shoes pretty quickly. <laughs> Yeah, as long as you just chug real fast, you'll you'll be landing 2.0. Um, <laughs> just kid- just kidding. And I tease because I love. <laughs> no, uh, we are missing Landon this evening. He is out helping out some family. So being a good family member, so you know we, we can we can joke about him, but at least he's a good family member. That's that's what it boils down to. That's a fact. So, but with without Landon, we will truck on. Um, and we have a, a big game this weekend. I think, I think there's something going on. The waste management Phoenix open. That's what it is. Ah, okay. It's the waste man. It's the party in the desert. There's something else going on in the desert. I think though. Is it Um, everybody's, uh, is it burning man? I don't know. uh, Burning man. That might be, everybody's going to the sphere in Vegas for some reason. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. It's a super bowl. So it is Mm. super bowl weekend. Um, of course, you know, I don't have my letter from Roger Goodell saying that I can say Super Bowl on this podcast, but I'm hoping that he doesn't sue us. Uh, I did find out that you actually do get sued if you say Super Bowl without Roger Goodell's. Like, well, stop saying it. Why do you keep saying it? Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to see if it happens, you know. <laughs> Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I can't afford this. It's like Beetlejuice. <laughs> All of a sudden, so, Patrick Jones uh, is in my house. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Taylor Swift's in mine. Yay! <laughs> um, but we are going to talk about the big game. But before we dive into that, we did have another big game this past week. Somebody, not naming names, somebody thought that Kentucky was going to beat Tennessee on Saturday. I don't know who that was, but they look like a big old dumbass. Um, as the Tennessee Volunteers went into Rupp Arena against all odds, against the Tennessee man himself, against the biggest Kentucky hater I know. And not only did they beat Kentucky, they went wire to wire against Kentucky and hung 100 points in Lexington yeah. in the bouted Rupp Arena. I, I think it was the first time that Kentucky has let up 100 points in, since like the 90s. Um, yeah, it's only happened a few times in Rupp. And, and Justin thought that Kentucky was going to win. Oh, me? I, 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 don't oh. Know, I don't know what he was thinking. Um, well, I just want to say I, I take full credit for Tennessee's dominance of Kentucky because as we know, if all three of us pick Tennessee, that's called a whammy on this show. And I took one for the team. No, really, I, I was very impressed with the way Tennessee played. I mean, we've played road games. We've played neutral site games. And I think that, you know, looking back to games like specifically, well, we went to Wisconsin and we won, right? That's And that game looks good at this point. Wisconsin's a pretty good basketball team. Went to North Carolina and we got beat pretty bad. Um, yeah. But North Carolina's a pretty good team. 
And we did, our offense played well. Connect had one of his better games against North Carolina. Uh, so I don't know. We lost at Mississippi State. Um, so anything can happen. It's a road game in the SEC. And, and I, you know, I did not feel confident going in. I'm not, and the funny thing is, I'm not surprised that we won. I just really thought if we were going to slip up, this seemed like an obvious place where we could do that. Now, what is definitely going to happen to me because we won this game. Now I expect us to go like complete a seven game, at least seven game streak here going into the last few games of the year to set us up for a regular season title. So if we, if we slip up against A&M, I'm going to be very disappointed. I, I know that's a tough game coming up, but I'm just saying I, it, it's, I, I was wrong. You were right. That's what that's what it comes down to. I'll take it. <laughs> it. It feels nice, you know, to to be on the opposite end of where I was during the football season when I picked Kentucky to beat Tennessee. Right. And I got and I got, you know, my ass chewed out by you guys. <laughs> so it feels nice to do a little ass chewing myself. Um however you never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> back away, Kevin. Back away. Back up. Um, but it, it does feel nice. Like you said, it was a. I, I wasn't surprised that Tennessee went one. I did pick them. I was surprised that they won in the fashion that they did. I thought it was going to be a much closer game. Yeah. Um, they the scoreboard. I mean, it was one hundred three ninety two, but I, it wasn't that close of a game. Um, I think we kind of let Kentucky back in a little bit after we were. You know, we kind of had a feeling that we were going to win. Um, and we kind of let them back in. And then kind of close and then close the door again. Um, I I will say that I had a Kentucky fan here watching the game with me. My niece's boyfriend was here. And he was like, after he was making all these noises during the game. He was <clears throat> like, I was like, dude, are you OK? Um but this game tipped off at like 840 mm-hmm. and not for nothing. Like I'm normally in bed at 840. So I was really tired. <laughs> um, and after the game, he was like, I just want to say you were a very hos- hospitable ho- house guest or house. Um, you showed great hospitality, letting us in. And you were very nice. I thought you were going to be a lot more like shit talking and stuff. And I was like, Jonathan, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm so tired. I I couldn't care less. I didn't have the energy to talk shit to you. But I will say, you know, before before the game, he was like, "You're delusional if you if you think you're going to go to Rupp and win." And that's the only thing I said during the game was like, "I'm delusional." I said that a couple of times. I was like, "Must be delusional. Must be delusional." You know, I must be a delusional Vols fan. I don't know. Um, he was saying that their offense wasn't very good. This, that, and the other. The excuses were there. He. I will say, to his credit, he didn't blame the refs um, like every other Kentucky fan normally does. Um, but, you know, he was just saying the offense wasn't there and this, that, and the other. I, I think the the reason that Tennessee won was because Kentucky's defense sucks donkey dick. They're awful. <laughs> Kentucky's defense is awful. I mean, Josiah Jordan-James must be a listener of Moonshine and Scoreboards. Um, because we called him out the week before, and we were saying that Barnes should probably sit him. 
but Barnes won't sit him. And then he answered us and said, here's 26 points and four threes. Right. Please shut up and hop off. Um, he had a career high game. Uh, or was it? A, yeah, I think it is a yeah. career, career, career high game. High. Yeah. 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 And, and the right time to have it because Kinnett only scored 16 points, which we talked about. Uh, on the show that we kind of thought that Kinnett was going to have a little bit of a quiet game because at this point it's like if you're going to beat Tennessee, you can't let Kinnett beat you. Mm-hmm. Um, and to Kentucky's credit, they did do that. But it's like they forgot that there's four other guys on the floor with Kinnett. Um Also, the game before, Tennessee forgot there was four other guys on the floor with Kinnett as well. Yeah. Um, so, And that resulted in a loss. Um, but Josiah Jordan James with a career high 26 points. Uh, every starter was in double digits for Tennessee. Yeah, yeah it's why. And that was good. Adu had 11 and 11 rebounds. Uh, Viscovi, he put up 11 points, hit three threes. Um, and Zakai Ziegler had 26 with 13 assists. So you had right. two double doubles. Um, no, uh, yeah, two double doubles. And that was also um, a career high for Ziegler as well. Yeah. And so, I mean, Tennessee just, I don't know if it was a product of Kentucky's terrible defense or a product of Tennessee just waking up offensively. Um, but every starter had a great game. I do want to highlight Tobey Awaka. Um, I guess Kentucky didn't get the message of maybe don't mess with Tobey Awaka because. The look on his face, there's an altercation. And the look on Awaka's face was like, I will kill you. Yeah. I will break he had murder your neck. in his eyes. Yeah, he yeah. did. <laughs> he, he was like, I will break your neck or I will bash your face in with this basketball if you don't back off. Well, and for some and, reason the Kentucky player kissed him right on the lips. Yeah, it was it was weird. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, it was very weird. Um and, and I mean, he just kind of, I really thought that he was going to fight him. I was like, if this dude doesn't back up, which thankfully he did, but I was like, if he doesn't back up, Awaka might kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tennessee just showed up big time on Saturday in Lexington. What were your takeaways from the game, uh, Justin? I think, um, first of all, I would say it's good to see Triple J stepping up and having a game like that. It's wild to me that he's been here 32 years and 26 is his career high um, in a game. Because I thought earlier on, like say 20 years ago when he was at Tennessee, that he scored more points, like he was more of a scorer. But um, it's interesting. But he had a great game and, and you love to see it. You love to see Z. I mean, isn't it crazy that he is coming off an ACL injury and I know that when he came back, it took him a little, you know, a, a few games to sort of shake the rust off. And and I was reading the commentary and people were talking about uh, Zakai Ziegler and just saying, man, he just doesn't look like himself. He needs to, you know, get out there and get his confidence back up. And now midway through the SEC schedule or, or more than midway through, he's playing like the best point guard in the country. It's it's insane. The dude. Yeah, not even a year removed from the ACL yeah. surgery either. He's playing his best basketball of his career, and you just don't know if that's going to happen when a guy comes back from an injury like that. Um, he's he's shooting great. He's dealing the ball. He's playing 
out of his mind on defense. And like he really he was challenged by Rick Barnes to go out there and lead his teammates and call his teammates out when they aren't pulling their weight. And he's doing that. He is becoming the field general that we need him to be. And that's great. And connect having a little bit of an off game. And it was funny to say that about him scoring 16 points. That's an off game for him. Um, but I think he's now finding a way to set up his teammates and knowing that he's getting the attention and he's still finding ways to score, even when he's getting double teamed, when he's getting mauled by the opposing, like he's going to get the best defender every night and he's going to have to, and it's not really slowing him down. Like he's going to have to get better and better. And he is. So I, my concern is that the last couple games and, we, and they have had some lulls, like in the, in the Kentucky game, like you said, we allowed them to, to claw back a little bit, but then then shut the door. Same thing happened in this next game. We're going to talk about, um, are we playing the best basketball that we're going to play all year? That's my that's my concern. Are we peaking right now, or is there another gear that we're going to be able to find? I know part of what happened in the in the in the next game was they they're trying to find time for Cameron Carr to get out there and get some experience. But yeah, I don't know. I I love to see the whole team contributing. In a game where, and oh, by the way, we didn't even mention this. Of course, the game's in Rupp Arena, a terrible, terribly awful, difficult place to play. Not just because of the fans who were on another level from everything I heard. That, that this was like one of the rowdiest um, crowds that Tennessee has had to play in front of all year. But this was one of the rowdiest crowds Rupp's had in a long time. Tennessee was able to play that kind of game in front of that crowd and against. There's a term called Rupp refs, and you know going into Rupp that you're going to have to play against the refs a little bit. That's just how it is. That's how it always has been. And, and man, to, to play as dominantly as we did really told me something and showed me that this Tennessee team on any given night really can beat anybody. And, and if, we, if we stay hot, I mean, the floor is a two seed for this team. And that's awesome. Yeah, I will say I I don't know if we've hit our peak yet. I think that the game that you saw on Saturday might have been an outlier. I don't I mean, I don't see Triple J scoring 26 come March. Yeah. Like game in and game out. I also don't see Connect scoring 16 though. Um so I mean, it kind of evens out there. I don't know. I think this team does have another gear that we haven't seen yet and I'm hoping that we see it in March and not in February. Um, and as opposed as um, to your point of the floor of the team. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think the floor is a two seed right now. They're a, they're a one seed according to Joe Lenardi um, after, after their game against LSU, which we'll talk about in just a second. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a one seed would be pretty cool. I'd, I'd, I'd would, appreciate that. Wouldn't it be our first ever? <laughs> Yeah, it would. It would yeah. be the first, especially under Barnes, at least. Yeah. Um, but it, it would be nice to be a one seed, you know, because then you would avoid, theoretically, you would avoid that matchup with Purdue that I'm so, I'm not afraid of that matchup with Purdue, but I, like I said a couple weeks ago, I don't want that matchup to happen until the Final Four. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I don't want to see them in the Elite Eight because I, I, do I think that we could beat Purdue? Yeah, I do, but I don't want to, risk that right you know with the chance to go to the final four um but we'll see what happens you know we'll, we'll see 
they also played, the Vols also played another game. They played on Wednesday night against LSU, winning 88 68, led by Connect's 27 point game. Uh, and Jordan Ganey with 18 points off the bench. And Ziggler again with 17, and Adu also added 10 as well. Pretty much controlled the whole game again. Wire-to-wire win. Um, and then LSU, like you said, kind of crept back in, uh, but then we kind of shut the door on them yeah. again. So what were your thoughts on that game uh, Wednesday night? It was good to see us come out quick and and still have the the hot touch uh, on offense. I like to see that. I liked that we had 50 points by the half. I think a couple things happened in the second half where we took the foot off the gas just a little bit. And also, like I said, when uh, I read that when they put Cameron Carr in, and he was only in for a couple minutes, uh, Cameron Carr was minus nine for the team. Um, but they also put him in with Jordan Ganey at point instead of Ziegler which sort of handicaps him a little bit. Um, but still, he he was trying to find his shot, you know, and maybe that's what he was told to do. Like, he he is a, he's a spot shooter, so he was sort of, like, uh, moving without the ball, and then he would get a sh- his, his spot, and the team was looking for him. So it's yeah. almost like they were directed to do that, I think. Um, but it allowed uh, LSU to get it back to single digits. And then... I think what what it really showed after they took him out, put the, put the starters, you know, put the ideal lineup back on the floor, um, we were able to extend the lead back out to like 16, 17 points, and it was like, okay. Um, but, oh, you know what's really funny? So I didn't realize that Wright for LSU, I, I just didn't put it together that he was the, the same guy who played for Vanderbilt. Um, and I remember watching him at Vanderbilt and always thinking, that guy tries to do too much. Like he yeah. always, he thinks that he has way more offensive ability than he actually has. And he forces things on offense um, and ends up like, I, I, I'm sure like he's a good basketball player. Obviously he's been a starter for two SEC uh, teams, but I think that he thinks he's Kobe. And really, I think he's more of a Pippin kind of guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, think, I, I, but he gets the ball in his hands and he really thinks he's a superstar and that, that happened again last night. So anyway, it was good to beat him again. But yeah, I, just, I, I, uh, again, Ziegler, uh, keeping it going, and I, and I hope that he keeps it going uh, at this pace. Connect, uh, getting his feet a little bit back under him. But uh, we need Vescovy to not find, score two points. <laughs> we need him to find his shot. He passed up at least when I was watching. I, I noticed three or four open threes last night right which he wasn't passing up against kentucky yeah so something's up there i don't know what happened but that was a little concerning for me what what about you yeah i think i want to point to what you had said about taking the starters out and letting lsu come back in and then putting them back putting the starters back in yeah and kind of putting their foot on lsu's neck i thought that was very impressive because like you're not gonna have games i don't think that you're gonna blow teams out in march Mm mm-hmm but if you do, and this scenario happens, it's nice to know that the starters aren't completely checked out for the remainder of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's nice to know that you can take them out, give them a breather, say, you know, oh, we're up 15, 20, you know, we'll let you 
sit for a little while and then if something happens you can come back in and, and they've sh- they showed that you know yeah if that does happen we we can come back in and kind of get things the way they're supposed to be um so i i did like that yeah um and yeah i mean i like Ganey off the bench with 18 that was yeah, nice that's pretty huge. um and We'll see what happens. Next up, we have at AM on Saturday, at Arkansas on Valentine's Day, and then at home against Vanderbilt on the 17th. Justin, those three games, what do you think Tennessee does? I hope we go 3-0. and um, I think the Texas A&M game is the one to, to watch, but I think, I think we can go 3-0. and I think, I think you're right. I think 3-0 and is is pretty feasible. I'll say the Arkansas game would be a game to watch. Um, but I, I still see, I don't, I'm not too worried about those three games. Yeah. I would, I'll say this. I think in order to achieve our goals that, that we have before us or achieve what we, I guess maybe that's what I should say. Cause I, I can't speak for the team. I don't know what their goals are, but uh, in order to maximize the potential and take advantage of what's on the table, we need to win these three. And so I hope that Tennessee does that. Yeah. Uh, going two and one in this stretch would, would not, would not be ideal. So I guess we can talk about the quote unquote big game. Okay. Uh, I guess we, I guess we should transition in to the big game. The San Francisco 49ers who finished season 12 and five will be playing the Kansas city chiefs. In Las Vegas, the Kansas City finished eleven and six. Uh, in Las Vegas, on Super Bowl Sunday this weekend, uh, the Forty ers they've been at home the entire playoffs. Uh, they were the one seed in the NFC. Um, had a great season. Beat beat in the division round. They beat Green Bay in the division round, and then they beat Detroit in the NFC Championship game. Uh, Kansas City, for the first time I feel like in a while, had to play in the wild card game uh, or the wild card round. No, they didn't. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. They had to play Miami in the wild card round. I had to think about it. Uh, I'm doing this off the top of my head. (laughs) You're doing great. Uh, They... (laughs) <laughs> they hosted Miami. They hosted Miami, uh, took care of them, and then went to Buffalo and won with the wide right kick um, and went to Baltimore and won. Uh, and the mark against the Chiefs, at least in their last few years, is that they've always hosted the AFC Championship game, so they've been at home throughout the AFC playoffs, uh, and Mahomes has never won on the road in the AFC playoffs. Um, and he kind of put a knife in that discussion by doing it twice at two very hostile environments. And then nonetheless, Uh, the chiefs are rolling. The 49ers are rolling big players on both sides of the field. My girl, Taylor Swift's going to be there. Uh, All eyes are going to be watching more eyes than ever. I feel like are going to be watching now. Um, Which unit do you like best out of these two teams? The 49ers offense, their 49ers defense, the Chiefs offense, or the Chiefs defense? 
That's tough. Um, I think I'm going to go Chiefs defense. because really? Yes, because, I mean, we all know the old adage, defense wins championships. And I think that in order for the Chiefs to win this Super Bowl, the defense is going to have to play a great game. The 49ers have a great offense. They're very explosive. They're not the most efficient offense, but they're very explosive and and make a lot of big plays. So the defense for Kansas City is going to have to be disciplined. And they, I think that they have the potential to limit the big plays enough that this is that this game really can hinge. I guess that's what I need to say. The game really hinges on can the Kansas City defense hinge or limit the big plays enough. Uh, to give their offense a chance to win the game, and and I I think that's that's what I'm going to be most interested to see, and I think they can do it. That's that I'm thinking, I'm thinking they're the the key there. Okay, um, interesting. I will say the Chiefs' defense might be the most important, mm-hmm. but I will say the one that I like the best is probably the Chiefs' offense. The way that they're clicking right now, um. Yeah. Mahomes looks like he's Mahomes. Uh, even Marquez Valdez, Valdez Scantling had a big play in the AFC Championship game to kind of ice that. So you got a receiver that is able to catch the ball now. Um, and of course, Travis Kelsey and Isaiah Pacheco. I think that they're, that offense is kind of rolling right now. Um, speaking of Mahomes, he's got a chance to enter pretty rare territory securing his third Super Bowl win in his seventh season. Um, The only others with three wins, three Super Bowl wins, are Tom Brady and Joe Montana. So I (laughs) think that, yeah, that's pretty pretty rare air. Uh, um, But I I think that it's wild to, to say that he's got a chance to go three Super Bowls in seven years. Yeah. I mean, he's been in the AFC championship game every year that he's been the starting quarterback. That's amazing. Um, that's insane. <laughs> and what's even more insane to me is that that's only been six years. I mean, he came in at the end of the season, his first year, he's only been in the league seven years. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's been in the league like 10 years, 10, 15 years. Cause yeah. he's just like inevitable at this point. Like you, you know, come, January, February, you're going to have to play Patrick Mahomes. Yep. And you're going to have to beat Patrick Mahomes, no matter how bad of a regular season they have, which this year it wasn't a great regular season. You know, they went 11 and 6, but it wasn't fantastic. There was a lot of questions around the team. Um, you know that, like, you're, you're going to, he, he's Tom Brady 2.0, is what he is, um, which makes a lot of people dislike him. Because not a lot of people like Tom Brady. I will say this for Patrick Mahomes, especially this year. If you remember early on in the year, Mahomes was complaining, even later in the year, was complaining a lot about the referees. Mm -hmm. And I would like to applaud Mahomes because he kind of took the bullets for his inept wide receivers. Mm -hmm. Because... He was, they were dropping a lot of balls. I mean, his receivers were not good. This is by far the worst Chiefs team that he's had in a while. 
and and they were they were not good. But instead of coming on the podium after games and saying, you know, well, my receivers can't catch the ball, that's not my fault. He was coming on the stage and blaming the referees and kind of shouldering the media hate towards him and the fans hate towards him. And we were we were guilty of it. I mean, I I did I talked a lot of trash about Mahomes. I was like, this guy's a crybaby. But it didn't click until like a couple of weeks ago that I was like, maybe he was just like coming on there and complaining about something that everybody complains about instead of saying my receivers suck. Right. And and now look where it's gotten him. <laughs> you know, yeah. his his receivers are starting to come around. Um, and he's playing the Super Bowl again. So yeah. a a big props to Mahomes, especially for this year. Uh, 49ers coach, Kyle Shanahan, another storyline. He has a chance, uh, a shot at redemption. His big thing is that he hasn't been able to win close games. Um, and the Chiefs won two close games to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, his other shot of redemption, though, is that he was the Falcons offensive coordinator when the Falcons were up 28 to three in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady and the Patriots and blew that 28 to three lead. Um, he was the OC of that Falcons team that just did nothing in the second half and squandered that lead. Um, so if he wins, he's also 0-1 in the Super Bowl as a head coach. Um, if he wins, he'll get a chance to maybe get his ring, which would be pretty cool. Um, another pretty cool tie-in, tie speaking of Kyle Shanahan, He's Mike Shanahan's son, who, you know, was the coach of the Broncos for a long time. Um, and while he, while Mike Shanahan was the coach of the Broncos, he had a receiver on his team, Ed McCaffrey, who Ed McCaffrey is the father of Christian McCaffrey, the star 49ers running back. So coming full circle, you know, Mike Shanahan won a Super Bowl with Ed McCaffrey. Maybe Kyle Shanahan will win a Super Bowl with Christian McCaffrey. Go um, Nepo babies. Oh, Nepo babies. That's that's what we like in, on this podcast is the Nepos. Um, but here's here's a question for you, Justin. Who's your X factor in in this game? Well, you already mentioned him and you kind of mentioned the whole unit, but I'm going to say Valdez Scantling is the X factor for the Chiefs because he didn't have a great year. He had a great year in 22. He didn't have a great regular season in 23. But he has made some key catches in the playoffs. And I think that he, if Travis Kelsey gets the attention of the defense that he should be getting, uh, and Pacheco is getting the attention, I, th- I think uh, Valdez Scantling could have a really big game and and could, could be the one that puts him over the edge uh, to get that Super Bowl W on Sunday. What do you think? Okay. I like that answer. Um... For me, I'm going to say I'm trying not to make it obvious. <laughs> Taylor I mean, the obvious the obvious answer would be Patrick Mahomes. Oh. Um How about we say this? How about we say Brock Purdy? Okay. 49ers quarterback. Right. Uh has had a pretty has had a great season. He's had a great career. I mean, he didn't lose a game. Last year, he was drafted in the seventh round. 
uh, a couple years ago. He didn't lose a game last year as a full-time starter until he got injured against the Eagles in the first quarter of the NFC Championship game. Um, and then he came back this year and for a long time was in the MVP discussion mm-hmm. until he once again got injured. Then he came into the playoffs and had a very shaky first game against the Packers where a lot of 49ers fans were calling for Sam Darnold to come in in the second in the second half. And then he had a pretty good game against the Lions, but not a great game. I have a guest. I'm, I apologize. Um, but he didn't have a great game against the Lions. And if, if Brock Purdy has a good game, if Brock Purdy plays the way he's played during the regular season before he got hurt and, and all of last year, I, I think the Niners might take care of it. Yeah, I mean, the the debate is, is Brock Purdy a game manager or is he actually a asset and like a star quarterback? And, you know, maybe it is this Sunday that he proves all the haters wrong and comes out and and really, you know, establishes himself and puts and if he if, if at the end of the day, if Brock Purdy ends up winning the in a, the uh, MVP of the Super Bowl. Do you think people will actually respect him? Like, will they put some respect on it and say that this guy really deserves all the accolades, or will they still just say, "Well, he's a great game manager"? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think if if Purdy has a great game, that would mean that like McCaffrey has a great game as well. Yeah, I, I think that if that's the case the MVP would probably go to McCaffrey. I think if the 49ers win, McCaffrey's probably the MVP. Um but I don't I don't know. I mean, people have hated on Brock Purdy for a long time. Uh ever since he got in the league and started starting. I think it's more like more more like a great player, not a game manager. Um okay. he has weapons around him. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. I mean, he has weapons, but at the end of the day, you got to use those weapons. And you got to be, especially those wide receivers and, and Kittle, you got to be able to throw a good ball to them. You know, it's not just, it's not, it'd be different if they were handing the ball off to McCaffrey every single play. Right. But they're not. I'll tell you this Brock Purdy kind of reminds me of Joe Flacco, another Super Bowl winning quarterback. Who had a good running back, you know, when when the Ravens won the Super Bowl, I believe his running back was Ray Rice, who not a great elevator guest, but a great <laughs> running back. Mm-hmm. Um and I think Purdy kind of has the same thing. I mean, Flacco had a lot of good receivers. He had Anquan Bolden on that team, he had Torrey Smith in his prime. Um and, and Purdy kind of has the same thing, and I don't know. I think I I think that's a pretty good comparison, Justin. Let me ask you a question off the cuff. Oh, I'm not speaking prepared. of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not prepared at all. Um, what's your favorite like Super Bowl game or Super Bowl moment that you've seen? My favorite. Oh, yeah, your favorite. Non halftime show, yeah. Non halftime show. <laughs> non halftime show. Non halftime show. Okay. Um. Well, I'll just give 
a Homer answer answer is probably uh, a cop Peyton out. Manning. When Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl with the Colts, his first one, yeah. Um, <laughs> they, no, I mean it was really exciting. I um, because as I've mentioned before, and I think you know we've all talked about this. Like growing up in Knoxville, I didn't have really a favorite NFL team. I've always just been a Vol fan in all sports, and Peyton was the biggest superstar that for me that I got to watch playing in the orange and white. And so seeing him go to Indianapolis and have the success that he did, because previous quarterbacks that I had watched, like Heath Schuler went to the NFL. He didn't do very well. Um, you know, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the, anyway, other quarterbacks as well that I had seen play go and, and potentially have opportunity in the NFL um, did not do as, as well, but Peyton did great and ended up, you know, going to the Colts, being the guy we knew that he was, and he won the Super Bowl. That that to me was really exciting. It was it was fun watching Peyton's um rivalry with Tom Brady at that time. And right. uh yeah, getting and getting to see him win that Super Bowl was big. I that was a that was a big moment for me, I would that, say. That was them against the Bears, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Devin right. Hester took yeah, yeah, that was right because yeah. Devin Hester took the opening kickoff back for a touchdown, um, yeah. and then they ended up winning. Tony Dungy was the head coach. That was the first yeah. time Peyton beat Brady in the AFC Championship game. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, okay, that's a good one. I think for me, for me, uh, 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 I mean. The Philly special comes to mind. Um, favorite Super Bowl. I'm going to say it's a game. And I will say. After Tom Brady left the Patriots, right? I really was like all in on Brady. I was like, okay, he's out of that miserable place. He looks like he's having fun. I like Brady. This is cool. You know, like, I didn't like him when he was with the Patriots because that's a Boston team. And, you know, my allegiance is I can never, ever, ever cheer for a Boston team. Um, And, you know, they were just, like, scummy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then when he went to Tampa Bay and won the Super Bowl with the Bucks and became the first team to win the Super Bowl in their home stadium. I thought that was pretty cool. Like I, I, I liked that. And, and during COVID, it was like the first game with like fans in the stands and the NFL, um, not a whole lot of fans, but you knew that it was a whole bunch of bucks fans. Um, and, you know, seeing Brady and Gronk win one away from new England. I, and I mean, beating Patrick Mahomes, um, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with the Bucks winning at home in the, I believe it was the 2021 Super Bowl against the Chiefs, and then that crazy parade after on the boats and Brady throwing <laughs> the Lombardi Trophy across a boat and all that fun stuff. The avocado, avocado tequila or whatever, and yeah, it, it looked like a good time. So, and being from Tampa Bay, you know, that was that was cool. Um. Another great thing about the big game is it's also like the biggest gambling day 
of the year. Um, <laughs> That's great. It's, and that it's is fantastic. Yeah. A lot of money will be lost on Sunday. Yes. Um, and then a, a lot of money will also be won on Sunday. Uh, so, some I've money will be won. Yeah. Some money. Yeah, we'll say some money. Um, you might call it dumb money. <laughs> um, that's that's a that's a Netflix movie. Um, but anyway, I've seen. Uh, I believe I saw a million dollar bet on the Chiefs to win. No, a million dollar bet on the Forty ers to win. Forty ers mm-hmm. are the favorite, two point favorite. Yeah. Um. So it was minus one twenty. I saw five hundred thousand on the Forty ers money line. And then I saw 500000 on the Chiefs' money line. So big money being thrown around. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not going to throw around big money. So we don't as we big. dive into our pub dubs, we're going to do a lot of prop bets. Prop bets being like bets, receiver yards, over, under, you know. Um, color of the Gatorade shower that the coach gets at the end of the game. Uh you know, receiving reception yards combined, touchdowns, first touchdown, MVP, things like that. Those are what those are what prop bets are. Super Bowl is known for having thousands of different prop bets. We're gonna lower it down to ten, um, and then of course we're gonna pick the Super Bowl, pick who we think's gonna win, pick the final score, and pick the MVP. So, Justin. I guess we'll start with the prop bets and then we'll end with, you know, the game itself. I am looking on covers.com on, I want to give them credit. Uh, and I will be using the FanDuel Sportsbook. That's who I use uh, as far as my odds. Okay. Okay. So the opening kickoff result, we'll start with that. I have a touchback. At minus 330, I have no touchback at plus 235, or I have returned for a touchdown at plus 10,000. Now, I will say the opening kickoff of the Super Bowl has only been returned for a touchdown one time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if, you, if you're feeling frisky, <laughs> you could try to make your money real early in the game. Uh, but what... What do you like there? I think for me, I'm leaning no touchback. I like the plus two thirty five. You know, bet ten dollars, make twenty three fifty. Um, nine times out, of, I feel like pretty often in the Super Bowl, the kickoff gets returned because you have like all the photos, uh, the camera lenses going off, and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm rolling with that touchback. No touchback at plus two thirty-five. The opening kickoff. What okay. about what about you? I, yeah, I'm gonna I'm going touchback on this one. I th- I think we're gonna see him kick it through the end zone. So I'm okay. going. Okay. Yeah, I like that. This I this like stadium. That. You're not kicking against the wind or anything. So right, right. It is in Vegas and it is a dome. I didn't take that into consideration. Um, but yeah, okay. They were on opposite sides there. Nice. How about first scoring method? So we'll do the first scoring method for which one do you want to do? The Chiefs or the Niners? Let's do Chiefs. Okay, we'll do Chiefs. First scoring method. And we have touchdown at plus 220. We have field goal at plus 340. 
And then we have safety at plus 10,000. So if you think the score is going to start two to nothing, let's say the Chiefs, or <laughs> I guess the Niners would get the ball first and the Chiefs have a safety, you got a chance to make a lot of money there. You do. Um, but that's I'm gonna, I'm gonna veer away from that safety. <laughs> <laughs> I might put a dollar on it, maybe <laughs> get get ten grand back. Uh, what what do you think? Do you think touchdown or, or field goal on that we're first? Can, we're talking drive? Kansas City. First, first, I, yeah, first scoring I'm, I'm, method. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Field goal is gonna start the scoring for Kansas. Okay, field goal at plus three forty. I'm with you there. I like those odds. I think yeah. field goal up three forty is is a, is a good wager. Um, I believe the 49ers, like, I might I might be totally wrong, but I don't think that they've allowed a first scoring, like a first score to be a touchdown in the playoffs. Um, like I said, I might be totally wrong. Well, no, I am totally wrong because the Lions' first score was a touchdown. So they I don't know where up. I got that from. Yeah, it might have been the Ravens or something. I don't know. Um, but I'm also with you on field goal at plus 340. That, that's too good of a... I feel like that number should be a lot lower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Pretty good money. I might bet. Yeah. I'm going to bet on that right now. Bet I think. I think. I think you should bet the mortgage. No, 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 no. Don't bet the mortgage. Don't bet the mortgage. Um. All right. Highest scoring half. This is the third one. We got three so far. Highest scoring half. First half oh, minus one fifteen. Wait, are we not? We we're not doing. So we, we're saying with that bet. We just said Kansas City will score first and it will be a field goal. That's the entire bet, right? No, 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 no. Kansas City's first score will be oh, a field okay. goal. Oh, okay. Okay, all right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Just um, to, to keep track over here. Okay. Of course, of course. We got to keep ourselves resp- accountable. Yeah. Um, Highest scoring half. We have the first half at minus 115. The second half also at minus 115. Or a tie at plus 2,500. So it'll be equal points in both half, halves. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. All right. You go first on this one. I I like tie. I like tie a lot. Oh, okay. I think plus twenty five hundred is real good money. Um, I could see something like fourteen points in each half, or like seventeen points in each half. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I like that. I like tie twenty five hundred. I'm gonna bet on that right now. Okay, <laughs> you go ahead and do that. Um, <laughs> what was the, uh, what's the money on the uh, second half? It's Ice. the same, minus 115. They're both the same. They're both the same. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I, well, I'm going to say second half will have more points. Okay, I like that. Yeah. I, a lot I of feel points like, are scored in the second half. Yeah, and, and I feel like a game like this, a lot of times the teams come out tight, usually... I. I don't know. I I think the def- defenses can sort of dictate the first half. Second half, it might open up a little bit, make some adjustments. We'll put some more points on the board. So that's what I'm going with. Okay. Okay. Let's do a 49ers one. We did a Chiefs one. This would be our fourth one. Let's do a 49ers. We'll do rushing attempts. Oh, okay. Oh, total rushing attempts in the entire game. 26 and a half. That's, that's the number. So where are you at with that? I mean, they're both minus 115. Over is minus 115. Under is minus 115. Um, where are you at with that? Of the over and the under of 26 and a half. I'm going to say 26 and a half. Oh, Jesus. I just hit my pop filter. Um, I'm going to go over on 26 and a half. 
I think I think this is going to be a relatively close game overall. Um, yeah. And so, as long as it's not a blowout um, in the direction of Kansas City, then I think that I could see them trying to feed McCaffrey and. Yeah, and Purdy probably is going to get a few rushes in there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say over. Okay. Okay, I'm going to say over as well. I think 20, mainly because you said Purdy rushing. I Purdy does like to run. Yeah. Um, And I could see him combined with McCaffrey getting getting that number. Um, And then we'll close out our first portion of the prop bets with my favorite, the National Anthem. Oh, <laughs> I I always bet on this. Yeah. Um, the over under. Mm-hmm. So we will do the opening line. Now Reba McIntyre is singing the national anthem. Um, opening line was over. I mean, opening line was eighty four and a half seconds. Okay. The current line is ninety <laughs> and a half seconds. So where do you see? Do you see over at plus 102 or under 90 seconds at minus 128? The, I'm sorry, the over was what? I was thinking. Uh, plus 102. Plus 102. Okay. Um, I don't, you know, I think Reba, I know she's a vocalist and, and she can have some fun um, with, with some of the lines going on a few runs here, but I I don't think that she's like a, like a Whitney Houston type or anything like that. I, I think she can make quick work of it. I'm going to say under, under 90 seconds. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go against you. I'm going to say over. Okay. I'm going to say over just, just so I can get something different. Um, so give me, give me the over. Gotcha. Okay. So we know on this podcast that I love Taylor Swift. Well, you, you and me both, man. I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, Taylor Swift, of course, her boyfriend is Travis Kelsey, playing in the game. She has a concert in Tokyo on Saturday. Will most likely, uh, most likely, will definitely be at the Super Bowl. Um, and so for our next five prop bets, they're going to be Taylor Swift centered. Okay. Yep. So. I'm Will say Taylor Swift score a touchdown? Yes. Will Taylor Swift score a touchdown? Yes, of course she will. She's Taylor Swift. How about this one? Will Andy Reid mention Taylor Swift in his post po- podium interview or speech? <laughs> I have yes at plus five twenty, and no at minus eight fifty. This is post game. Yes, uh, this would be assuming the Chiefs win. Oh well. That- uh, I'm I'm gonna I, I'm saying he will not. I I just can't imagine. I can't imagine that he's gonna do I, that. <laughs> I will say that like in the AFC Championship podium, Andy Reid specifically pointed at Taylor Swift. We'll say that. Yeah, I know um, he did. I know he did. I know there's a thing, but I just can't. House. I know, but I. Can't. <laughs> I he, just she can't is Taylor that. Swift. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying no. yes. I'm with no. I'm okay. I'm saying yes, absolutely. Um, I, I will say, I'm, we're not going to do this one, but according to BetMGM on Wednesday, mm-hmm. 93% of bettors on the yes for Taylor Swift were on the yes 
for Taylor Swift to be mentioned during the MVP speech. I, I think say, this is just I'll tell you why. I think this is just because people like there are so many football fans. They're like, oh, all they do is show Taylor Swift. They talk about Taylor. I'm so sick. I'm trying to watch football. I don't want to hear Taylor Swift. I don't want to see her. And so they're probably like, yeah, of course he's going to mention her. But that's just these grumpy curmudgeon old dudes. Don't worry about that. I at the end of the get day, a life. Yeah, get a life. Um, he. It would just be a big shock to me, the post-game podium speech, if for some reason Andy Reid says Taylor Swift's name. I'd die celebrating laughing. The Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, we wouldn't be here without one person. Mm-hmm. And that's Taylor oh Swift. God. Well, see, he could make a joke. Oh, <laughs> I don't think You're so. You already locked it in. You're I know. Locked it in. I, I, got, know. I got good money on yes, too. All right. Um. All right. Well, Taylor Swift's travel from Japan to Las Vegas, will will that be shown on CBS? Yes is plus 400, and no is minus 700. I feel like this is, this is one. Paul, I know you listen to the show. I know you like to bet the mortgage with me, buddy. I, I think bet the mortgage bet. I, I am hammering yes. There's no way. That they're not going to show Taylor Swift's travel. No way. None. That I mean, they love Taylor Swift. I love Taylor Swift. Of course, you're going to show her coming from Tokyo. Of course. So you're probably right, and I'm going to say yes with you on this because I think that they will. Um, as much as people, well, people, quote unquote, people, not us, uh, hate all the Taylor Swift coverage. It's huge for the NFL, and they're embracing it, and they love it. Um, they're going to show it. Here's the thing. And I don't know if this is on your list. If I'm Usher, I would be considering finding some way to get Taylor Swift on the stage at halftime. You have to. Cause she's already going to be there. I mean, like she can come on, get her up there and sing, you know, an Usher song, like give her a line, an Usher song, get get her up there. She has to, she has to. I know we joked about it last week about how Usher would like potentially bow out of the of the halftime show. I, I, I'm still not convinced he won't. <laughs> I'm still not convinced he won't. Yeah. Um, because I know that the NFL has asked her numerous times to do the halftime show, and she's always said no. Yeah, but like your boyfriend's in the Super Bowl, like. Not if not now, when? And she's got <laughs> you know? a new album to promote. I know. I come on, man. Release Midnight or Reputation Taylor's version. Announce it at the Super Bowl. There you that go. That would be iconic. Yeah. Iconic. I know that the hardcore NFL fans hate this right now. And you know what? I'm gonna be honest, I don't care. <laughs> nope, I don't care. I, we love Taylor Swift on this show. We're a Swifty see, show. I want to see Usher and Taylor do a My Way duet. Ooh, that would be nice. That would be nice. I like that. Um, okay, I think I have two more Taylor Swift props. So, trying to pick. How about this one? We didn't do the Gatorade bath. Right. So let's do the color of Taylor Swift's top. <laughs> at the Super Bowl. I've got okay. a lot of options here, okay? okay. Red is minus 500. 
white is plus 600 yellow is plus 800 black is plus 1600 purple is plus 1600 silver or gray is plus 1800 blue is plus 2000 and green is plus 2000 what what Why? color do you think T Swift is going to be wearing? Now look, I'm not a seasoned gambler, but help me if I'm wrong here. It plus 2000 means that you're not No, I'm saying it backwards. You're right. Okay, plus 2000. Okay. I was thinking it was minus. Mean I had she, it Yeah, I mean I mean she's it. least likely to wear yeah. blue green. or green. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yep, I had it backwards. I was like I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, why would people bet that she's going to wear green? I don't understand. (laughs) There's Um, no connotation at all with that. (laughs) Um, Okay, now I get it. No, uh, I'm going to go. Well, she wore a white dress to the Grammys. Yes, and I think she wore white to the AFC championship game. She's not going to need that big coat that she had made. Because it's indoors. By the 49ers running back's wife. So she's yeah. definitely not wearing that. <laughs> she won't be wearing that. 49ers. And Taylor are doesn't repeat outfits. Also, 49ers are red too. So I I think it's a lot more likely she wears white or yellow or black. Ooh, I love black. 1600. Um, I don't think she'll do yellow. I think that's too flashy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say black. I think she'll wear black. Okay. That's a good bet. You know, 10 bucks to win 160 bucks. Yeah. If she shows up in black, you know, you also got to take into consideration. She's going to be coming off the plane after a concert, you know, probably a little tired. Maybe she shows up in black. If she shows up in black, the hardcore Swifties, which I'm not a hardcore Swift. I just like Taylor Swift. The hardcore Swifties will be losing their mind because they're like, oh my God, it's definitely happening. Reputation is definitely being announced tonight. Yeah. Um, Well, and, and you're in the black hole. I don't, is that what they call the Raiders stadium? Well, yeah, that's what they call it. Oakland, but yeah, of course. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I, I think that she's savvy enough to be like, yeah, we're, we're in the Raiders stadium, but we're rooting on the chiefs. We're not going to wear red. We're not wearing yellow. That's too flashy. I think black's the way to go. I like it. I like it. And, and, you know, it's like, I will say this. She does love to um, troll her fans a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And put so. The clues and hints and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Put the clues and then be like, psych. Um, I could totally see Black and then her being like, no, I'm not announcing anything. It's a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going with White, though. Yeah. I think, I think plus six hundred on white is is pretty good money. Um, so I'm going to go with white, and then the last one, which has been a common discourse I've seen amongst a lot of shows this week. Taylor and Travis have been together a few months now. No, they're not getting engaged. Will Travis Kelsey <laughs> propose no to way. Taylor Swift after the Super Bowl? No. Yes. Plus eight twenty. No. Minus two thousand. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> Come on. No. He says no. It would be straight out of a movie. Straight out of a movie. It would, but no. I'm saying no. I I don't think so. And I think if he did, I think she might say no. Wouldn't th- Wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> that would be wild. <laughs> 
because she said no. I just don't think that's the moment. I don't think that's what she wants. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm also going no, but I will say this. I won't be shocked. I mean, I, I'll be an emotional wreck, but I won't be shocked. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be sobbing, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't be shocked. Nobody knows how long they've actually been together. That's the thing is, you know, they've only been publicly together for a few months, but nobody knows if they, I mean, she's kind of kept her love life a, pretty quiet for the mm-hmm. most part, at least recently. Um who knows? Maybe he does. Maybe he's got, maybe he's given Donna the ring and he's been like, mom, I need you to hold on to this for me. And if I win, I need you to give it to me. And I, I'm now's my chance. Cause I'm not going to wait till next year. I don't want to wait till next year. I want to do it this year because I don't know if I'll be back in the Super Bowl next year. Can you, if, if they're back in the Super Bowl next year and they're still together and they're not engaged, that number is going to be wild. That number, yeah. that yes, might be minus money. <laughs> yeah. Yes, might be the betting favorite. Um, but yeah. I also am going to be saying no. Okay. Well, Kevin, just just FYI, uh, right now we have nine. We bets. have nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, perfect. I guess then that means. Okay. Well, we can do our we can do our Gatorade color. Okay, that's fine. Let's do it. Uh, let me get back to it. Let me find it. Just a minute. Um, let's see. I saw it here. Now it's only telling me Taylor Swift props, of course. I'm going yellow. <laughs> Hardcore yellow. Okay. Uh, okay. Half temperature. Actually, um, no, we'll do Gary color. All right. Yellow is plus four twenty five. Yellow, green, and lime. Plus okay. 425. Purple is plus 225. Purple. 275. Sorry. Yeah. I think the Chiefs did purple last year. Oh, I think weird. that's what it is. Yeah. Um, blue is plus 450. Orange is plus 350. Red or pink is plus 350. Clear or water is plus 120. Boring. And no Gatorade bath. Bath. As odds that you can't even bet on that. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's listed but you cannot bet on it it's plus 16,000 greater than um okay. a greater than sign after that so i'm assuming that's like a lot of the books won't let you bet on it uh so you're going with yellow at plus yeah. 425 i like that i'm going with red yeah i think that's the other good choice what's that because what's- taylor's there plus 350 Plus three, 350. Okay. Red or pink is plus 350. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with red. I like red there. Orange has been the most popular color over the year. But blue... Okay, so I was wrong. It was not purple. Blue has been used the last two Super Bowls. But, I mean, like... Weird. Blue Blue is not the best Gatorade color or, or flavor. Really? I don't you don't think, think so? so? No. What do you think is? I think red is. I for me, red is the best. I like I do like yellow. Um, but now the blue, I will say, not the um not the bright blue, but the one that's like a ice blue. That one's pretty good. I think the best Gatorade flavor is that Arctic white 
like glacial. I don't know what it's called, but it's like oh, uh, is it white cherry? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That. that one is good. Um, are you so when you say blue, do you mean glacier freeze like the light no, blue? No, no. So you don't like the light blue? I do like the light blue. I don't like oh. the more vibrant blue. You don't like cool blue? No, I don't like cool blue. Dude, that's my favorite Gatorade. Mm. <laughs> I love cool blue and then fruit punch, of course, like classic. Yeah, everybody um, loves punch. Everybody. I just know the punch. colors. I don't even know. I know yellow, I guess, is lemon lime, but that's... Uh, yes, yeah. And then like green is like... Green is like a watermelon, I guess. Have you ever like had that. the cucumber Gatorade? No, but I've seen it. Have you tried it? Yeah, it's not bad. It's it's huh. not great, but it's not bad. Huh. I don't I like pinkish or, I don't strawberry like lemonade. I think I'm pretty sure pinkish strawberry lemonade. Um, I used to get I used to get Gatorade gum, and it was I got the lemon yes lime. I remember that, and the lemon lime Gatorade gum was top tier. That was good. Did you ever have the Gatorade? like powder that you would put into your water i never did that one no that the fruit punch of that top tier top tier um we love gatorade on this podcast too i mean we do i yeah i'm gatorade for me is also a miracle cure so i don't know i don't know if you're like me but when i get sick when i get sick there's there's certain things that i must have and i always i know it's a mental thing but like if I've got Gatorade in the fridge, in the fridge when I'm sick, then I I'm like, oh, I've got to have that Gatorade. It's going to make me feel better. Um, it really does like make a difference for me. And what color is your go-to when you're sick? Because mine's different when I'm sick than when I'm like, I just want a Gatorade. Uh, it's still yellow. Okay, mine when I'm sick, my my go-to is purple. Okay. I need to have a grape Gatorade when I'm sick. I do like grape. You know what? I was going to say grape because I thought about that one. I was like, sometimes I'll have that one when I'm sick. Grape is good. That's a good sick Gatorade. I think we can all It is. It kind of, I mean, it kind of tastes like medicine. Mm -hmm. So it kind of feels like you're taking Mm -hmm. medicine, but it doesn't taste like terrible. And so it's like that happy medium. It's a good move too, because. Sometimes when you drink things with your sick, when you're sick, you like associate that with being sick. Right. And then you don't want to have it regularly. So it makes sense to like pull one that you're not going to just go to when you're feeling good. So bingo. That's why I differentiate between like when I'm healthy and when I'm like, I just want a Gatorade. I go cool blue when I'm sick. Now, if I'm like really sick, like I'm like stomach bug sick, I will do like a purple and then I'll mix in like a red. Mm-hmm. occasionally like a fruit punch occasionally but for the most time most part it's it's straight grape yeah um nice. okay now for the one the one that everybody wants to know who's gonna win the game oh, i forgot we have to do that I, yeah. I thought we were done no who's gonna win the game what's gonna be the score and who's the mvp okay i will let you go first on who is winning this football game I I think that Mahomes is going to achieve the accolade of being a three-time Super Bowl winner. I think he's going to do it. I think Kansas City's going to win this one. I'm with you. I do think Kansas City wins. I think having been there before, you know, like I said, the 49ers were there, but Purdy didn't play in that Super Bowl. Yeah. 
Um, Purdy wasn't even. I don't think Purdy was on the team. Um, and Mahomes has been there. I mean, Kelsey's been there. A lot of the defensive guys have been there and done that. I think Kansas City gets it done. I think the score, I will go ahead and give my score. I will say that the score, oh, if both halves have to tie for my earlier bet, I will say the score is 34, Kansas City 34, so 17 points each half, and San Francisco 27. I'll say 34-27. What? How, how would that... How's that going to be the same score both halves then? 27 is uh, a odd number. No, 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 no. It was Kansas City to have the same number. Oh, it was San Francisco to have. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Hang on. Let me do some math. Oh, man. 34 plus 27. Okay. 34, 28. 34, 28. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll say 34, 28. Okay. See, I didn't tie myself into this kind of math. I'm I know that was that it's actually that's actually kind of hard. So we need 31 points each qu- each half. That's that's, tough. that's a lot of points. <laughs> that's a lot of points. Um 34-28. We're rolling with it. Give me that. Okay. All right. Um I'm going lower. I'm going to say uh, final score 24-20. 24-20. Okay. So we both have it being a close game. Yeah. Um I don't think anybody gets blown out, but I do think it is a close game. Yeah. And who is your Super Bowl MVP? Who's going to Disney World, as they say? I I think I think it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Travis Kelsey. I'm going to say it's Kelsey just because it's it's been Mahomes already. They typically, I mean, I know that sometimes they do give it the same person multiple times but i think if mahomes has a good game then that means that kelsey is also having a good game and i think if kelsey has a game like he had in the afc championship i believe it was like eight catches for like 115 yards and a touchdown or something like that if he does that even if he has like i could see him having like two scores i think he wins the mvp or I'll, how about this i'll say kelsey or a defensive player I don't think you can do that. I okay. I'll say a defensive player. Which <laughs> defensive player? The whole defense. Yeah. Well, that's those <laughs> odds are like insane. <laughs> okay. Like you All right. never see. You never see a de- very rarely do you see a defensive player win the MVP. Okay. No, you know what? I've changed my mind again. I'm very up and down on this. As you can tell, I have multiple bets. Yeah. Based on the MVP. Um, I'll say Pacheco. Oh, okay. I'll say Pacheco. I think out of nowhere. Yeah, I think he's gonna have a good game. He likes to run. They like to run with him. They also like to pass with him. And I'm also just trying to say anybody besides Mahomes. But I will say like the most likely scenario is Mahomes. (laughs) You can say Mahomes. I just got to go first on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Mahomes, McCaffrey, and Purdy are like the three most likely scenarios. Yeah. Um. But I'll, I'll say Pacheco. Okay. I think he's going to have a big game. So with that, we are going to go ahead and wrap it up. Um, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We hope you enjoy your festivities for the big game. 
Justin, are you doing anything for the big game? Are you hosting like a little party or anything or going anywhere? Going to Disney? I think my (laughs) friends don't like me anymore. I didn't get invited to any Super Bowl parties this weekend. So that's fine. I'll be watching at home. And if you want to root along with me, just know that I got two blocks on a Super Bowl board. Um, Yeah. And my numbers are six and zero. And okay. which which I like, um, and then five and eight, <laughs> which you don't like, which I don't like. Six and zero are good. Five and yeah. eight are, are tough. That's garbage. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I mean, everybody likes the Super Bowl, um, but we hope you enjoy your festivities, whatever you may be doing, watching it at home. Justin, there's an open invite if you want to come to Knoxville. By all means, you can. All right. Um, on my way. Come watch watch the game in in, in the special room. And, you know, just hang out. Um, but a big shout out to producer Joe for making us sound good. Landon, we miss you. We'll see you all next week. And you guys enjoy your last NFL game until August. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Moonshine and Scoreboards. Moonshine and Scoreboards is a Tri-M production and is hosted by Kevin Scott, Landon Doan, and Justin Krutzinger. Our engineer is Joe the Engineer. If you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, Google Podcast, or anywhere you get your podcast. You can email us at moonshineandscoreboards at gmail.com. Subscribe, tell a friend, and come back next week for all of the fun, the games, the moonshine, and of course, the scoreboards. Thank you.